Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It is Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for The Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. As always, we've got a lot to go through today. Some stuff on the Final Fantasy XIV front. And then uh, it just seems like gaff after gaff after gaff for some of Square Enix's other titles. So we'll take a look at exactly what's going on there. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify, make sure you head on over to readycheckradio.com. That's R-A-I-D-E-O.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, click all those socials, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Follow it all. Subscribe to it all. And, you know, whatever. Tell your friends. Turn on notifications. You know how the social media stuff works. Go ahead and do it. Because if you want more shows like this and shows about other things, I keep getting requests for other shows. People got to watch the ones we have first. Uh, Yeah. Click it. Click, 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 click. And then stop on by, of course, because we're always doing the show live. Chat is with us. Hanging out. Twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Ready to go. Also ready to go on the line to talk about Square Enix fun stuff. Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greeting pro- programs. I'm tired. It's been a long couple days for me. I'm happy to be here. A lot of weird side stuff going on with Square Enix this week. Yeah, yeah, kind of weird. Like, they stepped out of E3 uh, and, you know, made a couple gaffes here and there. The show wasn't generally well-received by just about anybody. And and then this week, the, the the oddball Square Enix news just keeps flowing. And it's, yeah, we'll get to it. It's fun. Also here to talk about it, Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up? I was told this is the fighting game podcast. The, right? that, I, I see the stick that. in the background. You've been playing a lot yeah. of Strive, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good game. I like it a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, today today Square Enix stuff. You're a little if addicted. only uh, if only this uh, City of NT was as good as Strive, right? <sighs> That's like barely a fighting game. I uh, bought Dissidia, <laughs> not for Dissidia. So um, <laughs> for cards, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I bought Dissidia because it had promo cards for Final Fantasy TCG in it, and that was the only way to get those promo cards for a long time. A long yeah. time. So and they priorities. handed out like candy. Yeah. Yeah, now they give them out like candy. But I have OGs. And I have a pretty nice steel book, but I also have a shitty game, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, who won there? It's all about, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, it's Square. all about priorities. Square priorities one. Your <laughs> priorities Square. are in order, though. That's what matters. Yeah, I never got into Dissidia. Like, I, I always was like, this is kind of neat. Like, I did play the tutorials and stuff. But I was like, you know what? I would love a lot more time just single player, offline, fighting AI. And they were like, nah, nah, no, no, no. Get your ass online and, and play other people. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go put these cards in sleeves <laughs> now and put this game on the fucking shelf. Uh, that's where it goes. Anyway. Final Fantasy XIV, not a ton of news, but we do have some news, gentlemen, on this front. 557 is now live. We are inching, inching ever closer uh, to the 6.0, but 557 is live. And in addition to some fixes and some, you know, balancings and stuff like that, you know, the typical, 
We're going to start balancing things a little bit as we lead into 6.0. There were a few biggies here, uh, but nothing atypical, right? There's there's nothing atypical. These are all the things that typically happen in the, the .57, the .58, and hell, we may even end up with a .59, the way it's looking as far as when the data centers, uh, world data centers get transfers or, or mm-hmm. you know, visits and stuff uh, will go live because that's looking, they, they said sometime between September and November. So uh, we'll see if we end up with a 5.9, but 5.7 Eden Savage rewards, the weekly reward lockout is removed, par for the course. Every boss will drop two coffers. We'll also get the Echo and Paradigm's Breach added to Alliance Raid Roulette. So, I mean, if you still need to farm some Savage gear at this point, and I'm sure we all do on different alts and things like that, now's a perfect time to go ahead and do it, Tark. And you've literally got months to do it. Yeah, months. Months and months and months. We've uh, knocked out five or six runs just the other night. Uh, We're going to probably just do another set of eight for books and stuff. but after that, we're we're setting aside Eden, and we'll be done with it. So, what's that uh, mean as far as your guild? Like, what are you guys gonna do for a while? Uh, well, we still have mounts to farm up. Um, at the end of each expansion, we uh, pull together and we come and do all the mount grinding. I guess you get the drops a little bit easier, and you know, you got the gear to grind out things easier. So, we're getting our mounts. Um, after that, um, we'll probably take like a four month break. Yeah, because you kind of have a bigger gap than normal. Yeah, uh, right. Bigger now gap in this one. So, you know, you might have personal things to do, but like it, even in World of Warcraft, right? Until this coming Tuesday, our guild was basically on a raiding break for the last month and a half because of an extra time in between things. So, yeah, free companies. I bet doing the same thing. What about you, Kronos? Everybody mopped up and done. With uh, with Savage, uh, you guys get your cl- your initial clears in early, and then put it on farm not too long after that. So you've probably been done, except for like third and fourth string alts at this point for a while. I even got those done. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we didn't really stop doing weekly clears until a couple weeks back, and then uh, the last couple weeks we we've been taking a new person that's never done Savage before through like the fights and teaching them how to do it. Oh, that's um, fun. So that's been kind of fun. Um, and now that the lockouts are done, like it, it'll be even easier. Uh, but I haven't really been playing the game too much, to be honest. I've been trying to kind of slowly get away. Like I can't even do the mount grind stuff like Tark's uh, FC is doing because I already have all those mounts. But uh, but that's a good idea just to wait until the thing. But I don't know. I like to like I want them in my hand now. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> how I am. So. You, you say like you're taking a break, like you're backing away from it. No, you just switched. You just switched from one brand of crack to the next is what happened well that, that's how it goes that's how it goes yeah, yeah. You, just, you just trade one drug for the next drug and exactly. then you just keep moving on with life yeah exactly so uh, i we'll give you a, a few minutes here what are you thinking about strive i know you've been tweeting and on facebook <laughs> yeah, yes like i'm friends with you and all of it so i some like oh there goes another strive uh facebook <laughs> post okay give us the lowdown here I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, if you've ever played like old Guilty Gears, like it has like a lot of the characters that people really like. Uh, they definitely like made it a lot easier, try to make it more accessible. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't, you know, like you can't play it like a super high level and learn a lot of more complicated stuff. But it's pretty easy to like just you know get in there and mash buttons and feel like you're doing something. It's kind of fun. Looks pretty. Uh, if you're like a big anime fan, there's like a five or six hour story mode where you just watch a movie essentially. 
So if you're into like the lore stuff, but uh, I'm just there to play the game online for the most part, and it's probably got the best online I've ever seen for any fighting game. And you can play pretty much people across the world, which is uh, pretty awesome. So it's not Square Enix, but if I didn't give him a few minutes, he would have bursted. He would have exploded. <laughs> he would have exploded. You uh, needed to talk about his new addiction. Come on, right? Let him be. <laughs> uh, it's cheaper than putting up another show just so he can do it. Uh, <laughs> Reductions to uh, costs. This was kind of like the big one, right? There was some reductions to costs of things in uh, Queens, and then also an increase to the uh, Deliberum Regine drops up from one to three. So the Relic Grind, if you're doing it, you know, this is normally the time that I'll, I'll consider doing it. Uh, at the end of these patches, I just don't care enough the, for the, the couple different points. Uh, as we go, so I, I may do it on one or two of my classes. I'm not going to like polish everybody off, but this is a perfect time. It Again, you have months, and now the Relic Grind is exponentially faster uh, for those of you that want to get your first, or again, just like we were talking about with Eden Savage, knock out those alternate classes. Not that all of them are worth it cosmetic-wise. <laughs> Some no. of them are downright hideous, but a good time to to knock those out. Tark, have you uh, been picking it up for your alternate classes? I finished it on my main. <laughs> oh, you still I'm haven't so finished bad. on your main? You're, so you're lazy <laughs> no. like me. I, I just, uh, I'm at the point where you're either grinding out fates uh, in Heaven's Word of Storm, uh, Stormblood, or you're doing the Vordark series or Evilly series, and I just... I just can't get myself to just grind that out. So I'm I'm close to finishing that step though. So how many did you end up? But it's easier. How many did you end up with, Kronos? Uh, four. I, I had four. four. Uh but th this is the the grindiest step that they nerfed. Yeah. So uh outside of the ones you only have to do once. So like the ones that Tark's talking about with like the evil easter eggs, those do take a little bit, but th those are like one shots. Yeah, and, and those ones one haven't class, gotten any faster. Nothing's changed yeah. on that front. Yeah, but this is the worst repeatable step. And so now it's way faster. I mean, three times faster, obviously. So makes uh, it a lot better. Uh, tombstones, uh, the cap is off. Um, again, the, these all feel. It's weird because these well, feel these feel early. The these feel earlier than normal, but that's only if you look at how far away we are from the expansion, not how far the expansion is from us. And <laughs> there's just. These aren't happening earlier than normal. There's just more time between now and the expansion. So the entire cap is not removed. It's been doubled. That's step say. one. <laughs> we go from 450 to 900. Uh, you still have the uh, the 900 cap. So you can gain twice as many Tombstones of Revelation. The 2000 max hold cap is obviously still in place too. Uh, but as far as the, the cap might as well be gone at that point. Uh, when you start hitting 900 this late in it, nobody's, you know, unless you're playing catch up, getting ready, and you, you know, you weren't there when it first launched and stuff like that. Uh, for all intents and purposes, the 900 cap be, means there's no cap. This would be good for all those new uh, WoW people coming in. You know, they don't have to worry about 450 caps, and you can get more gear. Oh faster no, don't worry about it. They're there we go. Right? They're all leaving Tuesday. Um, oh, that's true. That's right. <laughs> 9.1 drops on Tuesday and wow. So. Ah, suckers. <laughs> so all the WoW fans will go away for a little bit and then they'll come back. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. Nope. I actually love that these two are kind of offset right now. It is ideal for me. 
personally as somebody that actively plays both in a raiding sense, not just like, hey, I jump into MMOs here and there. I love having them kind of offset right now. Totally works for me. Um, the, the kind of like new thing, brand new thing in this patch that we didn't even really know was coming uh, is the visit another world server option. And if you haven't seen this, it's now on your character select screen where if your server is full and it's gonna be a while, uh, overpopulated, you can actually select to visit another world server so that you can jump into the game instantly and then when your world becomes available, you'll be sent back to your world. Now, you don't have the choice. This is not like I can go visit Kronos uh, on his server or go visit a friend on their server. Uh, that is not what's going on here. It's going to send you to a random one, whichever server can take a player at the, at the time. Uh, but a really nifty way around queues, Kronos. I really like this and kind of wish we would have had this for a while now, but... Obviously, the new data center technology is, is what's kind of driving these additional features. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's really cool. Uh, it'll be really nice. Well, I mean, by the time we get the expansion, we'll have more added onto this, right? But it'll be really nice when the expansion drops, right? Because you're going to have those long, really long queues. And so I will, I'll, I'm kind of curious to see how it affects other people's servers, actually. Because, you know, like a server like mine usually has like a way less like cute like less people in their queue rather than like a Gilgamesh or something like that on like day one of an expansion. So I'm interested to see how it affects that later down the road. But it's a really cool addition. I'm looking forward to seeing like how they add on to it and what I'm able to do when I actually like travel. I haven't able been able to do this myself. I haven't really tried. So uh but I think it's do, really cool. Do either of your servers have queues just generally have queues? Yeah. I I say like after I get off work if I try to log in it's like 10 to 20 people typically yeah that's mine too mine like i have a queue every single time no matter when i log in but it's usually only like 10 to 30 people and i'm there for whatever 45 seconds to a minute and a half and i'm in tark do you do you have a queues on your server just even now i it's never not had a queue for logging in it's always yeah. been 15 to 20 and it's always it's been that way for since the beginning of expansion i don't think that's ever gone away yeah um and it might just be a buffering thing just to make sure that's not jammed well i mean it, I'm i kind of feel like it has to be right or otherwise this feature means nothing yeah. like if sure. every server has 10 to 30 person queues at all mm -hmm. times then you can't just randomly help. jump into <laughs> another world so I, I tend to agree with you on that uh and that's it i mean the 557 the the, the dot five x's aren't all that big to begin with but with the exception of you know, dot uh, five five usually completing the storyline, but all the stuff we expect. If you want to get some farming in, now is the time to do it. Whether it's the final steps of the relic, whether it's the savages, whether it's tombstones, so that you can glamour shit up or get that gear for alternate classes. Now is the time, and you have plenty of it. Speaking of gear and glamour, though, you can now pre-order in Japan, the Eorzea collection for 2021. And some of you might not even know what this is uh, if you're not paying attention to the Japanese merchandise every uh, on the Square Enix website. So this is, imagine like the old Sears catalogs. Uh, now, I don't personally- Sears, JCPenney's? I yeah. don't personally remember 
getting the Sears catalogs. I am not that old. I just know what they were. Uh-huh, uh, sure. If you get those, got those catalogs and you flip through the merchandise, right, real thick, I do remember, like, the Hills toy catalog for Christmas that always came out from Hills, if anybody remembers that company. Uh, yes, that's Hills is where the toys are, Tark. That's <laughs> okay. Is where the toys are. Toys R Us? No, no. Big, fuck. thick Toys R Us catalog? Nah, fuck yeah. Toys R Us. I don't know. That shit was too expensive. <laughs> Toys R Us, dude, I, I grew up so poor, man. You have no <laughs> How idea. How poor were to- you? <laughs> poor was I? <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us was expensive. It is, still is, the five stores that are open. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so Hills, Hills. Anyway, big catalog of just all their merchandise, their different departments and everything. Well, the Eorzea collection, if you don't know, is pretty much that. Except it is for glamour and furnishings. And so whatever has been released in the game, here's a catalog of it for you. As a collector, uh, this one still has me scratching my head a little bit. Excuse me, got the hiccups. Like, I obviously collect the books, the CDs, like everything. Uh, Even I am kind of like, what the hell would I do with this? Like... What would I do with this? I it's a question mark purchase for me, even as a collector, Tark, if I could get my hands on it. You seem to love it though. You just not only clothing, but it's all like the furnishings too, like what furnishings came out that year and That'd be cool to have on the coffee table, I think. On the coffee table. Yeah. Your neighbors get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't if care. Your I'm a neighbor's I'm over for a party. You're like, what's care. this? You're like, oh, that's all the outfits and furnishings ashamed. that came out this year. I am year. not ashamed of my nerddom. I show up. Proud. No, there's a difference between not being ashamed and just being a downright fool, man. Come on. You're like, oh, hey, take a look at the 2021 Eorzea collection. Look at these <laughs> tables. Awesome. Look at the tabletop items that were released in December. They were fantastic. Yeah. Look, look at my aquarium. But what about the stuff? What about real life? It doesn't matter. The, the game, what's in the game is most important. They're like, oh, can you buy this stuff in real life? You're like, no. 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 They're like, well, I don't understand. Is it a catalog? It's a catalog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of things that are released, clothing and stuff. Yes. But you can't buy it. No. 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 You can buy some of it on the Mog Station, no. probably. No, you can't buy it. Can't buy it. Uh, this one right here, you got to do some badass savage runs over and over and over to get that. <laughs> Wait, what the hell's a Savage Run? Don't worry about it. Look at these tabletop items right here. Whoa, the MGP I spent on that. The what? What the fuck is MGP? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just have your neighbors flipping I have no, it. no problem nerding out. I don't know. It's okay. neat. It's neat, but I can't. It's like, even bucks. as a collector, Kronos, I don't think I, you know, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, I mean, it's not really for me either. But I guess, like, like the super, like, housing enthusiast people, there's a lot of people in the game, like, that's what they do. I could oh, yeah. see them, like, buying that stuff. Or, like, the people... I mean, there's, like, YouTube channels dedicated to Glamour. Oh, 100%. Um, stuff like that. 100%. And, and, and I use stuff like this that's available on the internet to, like, kind of see what I want to Glamour on my character. Like, I'll be like, okay, I kind of like that hat and that chest piece, but I'm not going to buy a magazine. You like, don't want, You don't want to do it the old-fashioned way? <laughs> How are we going to glamour today? Let's go to the shelf. I really like technology, so so pulling out a catalog and trying to figure <laughs> out my glamour doesn't sound like it appeals to me. Uh, but I, I think people will buy it. Uh, just won't be me. Uh, but well, like, People you know, definitely like, buy it. It sells out every year. Yeah, yeah it sells yeah. out every year. Uh, so they're yeah. not going to have it. 
They're not going to have any problem moving units on this one. But yeah, it's up for pre-order if you're in Japan. Uh, last thing on Final Fantasy fourteen, the Twitch drop campaign has begun. Uh, that started just a few hours ago. Uh, if you don't know what it is, this is going to be running from now until August 24th. So you have two months to take advantage of this starting now. Head on over to the Lodestone uh, and check out the posting. There are a number of content creators in English, French, German, Spanish, and Finnish. One in Finnish, but multiples in the other ones, including friends of the show here. Uh, Ethis, you know, Mr. Happy, people like that. They are partners for this. If you are looking to pick up the uh, fat black chocobo because you didn't get it previously or you were in an area where it wasn't available previously uh, or and you want some uh, grand firecrackers of which I tweeted out an image of them from Ready Check Radio's account a few hours ago so you can see what those look like, head to your streamer of choice's Twitch channel while they are streaming Final Fantasy XIV and gift one sub to the channel to get the fireworks and a total of four subs to net yourself the chocobo once you get make the donation once you make the uh, gifting of subs it'll show up as a twitch uh, message to your twitch account uh, giving you both keys and you can redeem the keys on any account now obviously you can only claim keys once per twitch account so if you have you know family that plays or like in my case or if you have multiple accounts You'll need to make multiple Twitch accounts if you want to claim these keys for all of your Square Enix accounts. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that I really, really like about this uh, promotion and then one thing that I really, really don't like about it. Um, the thing I don't like about it, I don't think I am alone in this one from feedback I've been seeing. It is not exactly the most diverse crowd of streamers uh, or content creators that Square partnered. Now, to be fair, they have said that they are going to be adding more to this list as the event goes on. So maybe that will be rectified. I will withhold judgment on that, but it is not exactly the most diverse group of individuals. That is not an impugnment on any of the individuals. That's an impugnment on Square, not exactly pulling from a wide swath of the Final Fantasy XIV community. The thing I do like about this is that it 100% gives back to the streaming content creating community for the game. I'm going to share Absolutely. with you, Happy runs, usually Mr. Happy runs at anywhere from about 1,000 to 1,200 subs at any given time. He started today with a little over 1,100 subs. Within an hour and a half to two hours after this event went live, and I was over on his channel watching it unfold, he hit 11,000 subscribers. 11,000 subscribers. That is a big check. And it's not, it yeah. is day one of this thing. It is day one of this thing. Wow. Uh, so you've got to love the spotlight that Square is providing its content creators right here. It's a boon to every single one of their channels. You are linked on the Lodestone directly to your Twitch page. This costs you as the streamer nothing. In many cases, you were probably going to be playing Final Fantasy XIV anyway uh, for these types of creators. So 
it literally costs them nothing as a streamer to do this. I should note that you don't have to gift all four subs at once. You can do it cumulatively over the event if you've got budgeting and you want to do one per week or whatever you want to do. But you have to do it while they're in the Final Fantasy XIV Twitch room. You, if they're streaming something else, wait. <laughs> wait, they'll come back. Chances are for the next two months, none of them's going to be streaming anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think you'll have to worry. Uh, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go to sleep, right? I'm <laughs> just, we're going to play Final Fantasy 14. It's <laughs> been 48 hours, but let's just do it. Uh, but yeah, if you have the black chocobo, the fat black chocobo, which I already did, uh, yeah, toss the key when you claim it on your account to an alternate character, uh, or don't redeem the key give it to a friend because it's not something you can have two of and it is not marketable or sellable or anything like that. So uh, all in all, I give the event a thumbs up. I hope the crowd becomes a little more diverse, Kronos. Uh, but again, they've said they're going to be adding people. So we'll withhold judgment on that for the moment, for the moment. Yeah, my only worry is like uh, the longer you wait, like they don't really get the same boon that other people get because I think yeah, we're gonna see so. the, yes. we're gonna see these numbers like they're gonna spike like Mr. Happy and that I'm happy for him. That's pretty awesome yeah. that that happened, dude. And, absolutely, and it's gonna help all, oh, hundred percent, and uh, and all these other channels that are getting it. But the longer they wait to add people to this, the less they kind of get back from it, and and it would really help some of like the smaller streamers because I mean you know like our. Like our community on Twitch isn't like the biggest. It's, it's okay. Like Mr. Happy and then they have big communities. Um, yeah. But like some people that have smaller ones could use the help too. And I, I kind of feel do feel bad for them. But yeah, I think overall, I mean, there's a, a great, great channel, Ready Check Radio. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do a 14 podcast. Gaming? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they could, they could have, they could have benefited. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Tarkov Gaming. Yeah. Kronos, <laughs> you're doing fighting games but i'm i don't think we could we could twist your arm into doing some 14 right i yeah, i think if i you, you told me i was gonna get eleven thousand subs i'd probably <laughs> log right on right now yeah i'll, I'll refarm would. all the mounts <laughs> start a new character we're gonna stream for two straight months getting every mount every single mount all in all i think it's a great event though tark yeah. whoever thought it up uh behind the scenes i wouldn't be surprised if it was yoshi p right this is this like has yeah the dev team's name all over it. I, I especially love that it feels on brand too. Like if yeah. World of Warcraft did this, you'd be like, ah, they're just trying to gain favor. They're just trying to gain back favor. But this feels a little more on brand. And I'm not saying Blizz shouldn't. I, I think it'd be great. Anything that yeah. these companies do to give back to their own communities, I'm all for. But yeah, I'm just, I some companies have that uh, this isn't really like them. I wonder what's causing this. That isn't the case here with Square Enix. This feels very on brand for 14. Doesn't that tell you something about the the state of the the two companies in general? Like, it, well, I don't, I don't mean to will. specifically like point out Blizzard there I, I as much as I but, did the. Uh, but the overall, the overall thought is that Blizz has a PR problem. You know, they they PR to hear themselves talk where. I feel Square Enix, at least for Final Fantasy XIV, um, does PR for the community. Um, so I, I love this idea. You're right, though. Um, th there's a couple. I mean, I, I don't see work to game on here at all. So 
The, the, well, I, I, you know, I like as much as I love worked a game. You know, Ginger's a, uh, a dear friend oh, yeah. of mine behind the scenes too. That would have been to me another white guy. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, okay, it, it I see been. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, um, that would have been. Hey, look, there's another white guy. But yeah, d don't go, don't go to Tarkov Gaming. Don't, uh, don't give me any subs. I'm not on this list. It's okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, I'm not on the list either. But if you want to sub, go ahead. Um, <laughs> that what's funny is too that you could tell this happened because of the 14 team and not because of Square Enix as a whole. Because, yeah, if you've watched the last two weeks, Square Enix cannot do PR right at all, they just mm. can't. And we're going to get into why here, but let's start with some good news. Well, maybe good news because <laughs> we still don't have absolute confirmation of this yet, but apparently. There is a Final Fantasy IX animated series in the works. Cyber Group, a French studio, uh, kind of let it slip that they're teaming with Square Enix to make this animated series based on Final Fantasy IX. Now, supposed to be in production by the end of this year, beginning of next year, for release to, uh, in mid to late next year. Not confirmed by Square yet, but a very weird thing to have leaked if it's not true. So I, I'm going to put this one in the probably true category for myself. And while I love to see Final Fantasy IX get some love here, I don't know if it's going to be what a lot of fans want it to be. And that's not because I think it's going to be done poorly or anything, Kronos. It'll probably be, you know, very wonderful and beautiful, right? But it's specifically targeting a, a, a certain demographic, uh, children 8 to 13. So kids that have probably no experience with 9 and maybe not a lot of Final Fantasy experience as a whole to try and bring them into the franchise. I really like the idea. I think it's great. Uh, and I think it'll be a wonderful animated series. But I'm kind of tempered as far as like how invest, like is this going to be Castlevania on Netflix for me? Probably not. So Final Fantasy fans, let's settle down a little bit. This is going to be geared towards your eight-year-old, not to your 40-year-old self. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's the main reason they picked nine too, right? Because nine seems Makes to kind of cater, cater yeah. toward, toward there. Like you can't really do that with like seven or six. You know, like they're a little bit more like stories are more on the mature side where like not that nine doesn't have some elements of that, but you can definitely just like clip those or like, you know, edit, edit those out and go a different direction because the characters themselves kind of play toward that. Uh, one thing I will say about like that age group, though, is uh, I watch a lot of comic book cartoons, right? Even like more modern ones. And they also gear toward that age group. That doesn't mean that and like there won't be some cool stuff there for like oh, adult center fans of the yeah. series. But like you, like you said, it won't be like Castlevania where we're going to get some like, Oh yeah, this is going to be like super adult, hardcore, like gory version of final fantasy. They're going to tell the story. It's definitely yeah. not going to be that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be more similar to like your cartoon Avengers or Spider-Man. Yeah. Thing. I mean, SpongeBob is geared towards that age group, but we all sometimes have those episodes of SpongeBob that were mm -hmm. like, if that episode's on, I'm watching it. Uh, yeah. You know, so that's not to say that there's not going to be something to enjoy here, Tark, but temper a little bit here, realizing yeah. that you aren't the primary demographic as a a Final Fantasy not already to begin with, and mm -hmm. B somebody that's probably beaten nine a couple of times, and C 
you're in your 30s or 40s. So, yeah, you're not the audience. This is trying to grow a new audience. Now, interestingly, though, Cyber Group Tark is also handling the distribution, licensing, and merchandise. They're going to sell themselves a lot of VV plushies. A lot. I wonder where mine went. I need to find that. Um, but, yeah, the merch. Awesome. They get those rights. That's cool. Pretty sweet. I I, yeah. I I think Tark. What do you think? I I'm, I put this in the probably true, probably true column. It doesn't have absolute yeah. confirmation, but it's just too weird and specific to not be true. I don't think. And just kind of out of nowhere. So I'm yeah, I'm giving it a good ninety five percent that it's true. And again, there's no reason for this not to also include adults to a degree. I mean, look at Toy Story. I mean, yeah, that's geared towards kids, but it has enough in there for adults to have a good time too. Indeed. We're also getting a um, Legend uh, or a Mana series stream. So the Legend of Mana came out today. Did anybody have a chance to play it yet? I did not. I haven't yet. I'm probably going to check so. it out this weekend. The Legend of Mana remaster. That came out today for those of you that forgot. So we'll probably talk a little bit about it next show. It won't be a huge you know, peace, but we'll, we'll chat if any of us have played it by then. What is a little surprising though, is that Square on Sunday is going to be holding a live stream to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Mana series. And why is that interesting? Well, one, I love the Mana series and it's my show. So back off. Uh, two, <laughs> the way they said what they're going to stream might be teasing something that we we don't know about yet uh so this it says this stream will cover both the past and the future of the mana series it will start by going through the series history from final fantasy adventure to the latest remaster of legend of mana which would have been released by the stream comes out today participants will then deliver new information related to the future of the Mana series after its 30th anniversary. I mean, it's got to be a new game, Kronos, right? I mean, it, it's a video game series. We, we're we getting a new Mana game, aren't we? I don't I don't think there's any way you do this entire stream set up to like that just to... I mean, it's a right. great thing to celebrate, but I don't think you do all this stuff and you hype it up to not announce something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the empty promotion like oh yeah we did all this streaming and that's it okay thanks thanks for coming by seeing the history yeah you congrats. gotta put something at the end congrats you're 30 years old here's the, the remaster that we released three days ago by the time this stream goes live it'll have been three days ago i'm kind of excited man i there is not a mana game that i don't like tark that's not to say that they're all you know nines and tens out of tens but as far as me enjoying them i have enjoyed every single one I'm also kind of scared they might screw it up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, there's always that chance, right? Yeah, yeah. But this uh. is this is this is a pretty substantial part of my childhood to be fucking with right now. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, hey, but it, even if this new one is bad, you still have those old games to go back to. And enjoy. I do. And now I have a remaster. Well, I will have a remaster when I pick it up tomorrow with Mario Golf. Ah. <sighs> Mario Golf is tomorrow. That's what I'll be streaming on my Ready Check stream. 7 p.m. Eastern, Friday, tomorrow, if you want to hang out and play some Mario Golf. Is there any mana games they haven't remade yet? 
are like re-released in some way. I'm just trying to think if there's another remaster. Oh, I mean, they didn't. They game. didn't do the adventures ones, did they? When the, the... well, didn't they like port them to like the Switch or whatever? Even though they're like, oh yeah, much, yeah, yeah. The same. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, the I'm only just... one I can think of is I think there was like Sword of Mana on the GBA or something. But um, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a new game, and I think it's gonna be. I don't know. I'm hoping the best for the best, but you know, Square Enix track record lately is. Uh... I want them to redo Secret of Evermore because it was kind of a well. That's different. I mean, that's borrowed a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a different series, but it borrowed a lot from Secret of Mana. Well, the uh, combat system mainly. Yeah, they're very similar in the combat system. Uh, I still have my Secret of Evermore. I still have all these cards, but oh yeah. Uh, apparently, so we talked about Outriders doing pretty well, right? Uh, a little while ago, you know, millions and. Square Enix was uh, pleasantly surprised, and we're calling it, you know, basically a new uh, IP that they were going to do some more with. But uh, apparently, you know, I've I've often speculated more on Gaming Gumbo than on this show. That as much as I absolutely love the Xbox Game Pass, I have doubts as to its long-term viability as a profitable business engine. Now, obviously, the service itself makes money off the subs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about on the revenue box unit side, how many box units does having it free on that service dig into? Now, yeah. Xbox and Microsoft have come forward and said, it's a huge money maker for us and it doesn't dig into that at all, but you would expect Microsoft to say that, right? It's their product and yeah. Things come and go from the Game Pass. You still have to buy a product if you want to keep it forever. That It's all still there. But now we get Square Enix saying a little bit on this topic when it comes to Outriders. And remember, Outriders only released on the Xbox Game Pass, not the PC Game Pass. So you could play it on your Xbox account, but if you wanted to play it on PC, you had to go to Steam. It was not free via Game Pass on the, the PC. Uh, Square had this to say. In regards to the response to Outriders, while we were while there were slight issues with bugs and the like on launch. <laughs> <laughs> slight issues with bugs and the like on launch. Yeah, they were slight and it was only on launch, sure. Uh, we believe it has gotten off to a good start as a new IP. This coming from Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda. Uh, during the full year financials. Now, this was back in May. In addition, we have been pleasantly surprised as the digital sales ratio for the titles have been very high, and the number of active users has also beaten our expectations. We believe that our decision to make Outriders available with Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass as soon as the title launched also worked in our favor to build an installed base for the game. Now, no doubt, game something like Game Pass obviously builds a user base very, very quickly. Uh, so I'm not surprised to hear them say that, Tark. What I am surprised to say is that their digital sales ratio was also of pleasant surprise to them, which maybe says long-term, Xbox Game Pass sells units. It doesn't cost units. Maybe. 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 But they're not going to show us those figures, so nope, we not can all. only not guess. So, yeah, we, I guess we just have to take Square's word for it. If they're happy, I'm happy, awesome, 
Uh, if this is going to be their next big IP, their next franchise, are they going to keep going for years on end? Awesome. Uh, I don't know how this goes forward with Game Pass, but you know, if they're happy, I'm happy. Kronos, surprised that they seem to indicate that the digital sales ratio is was was surprising for them? I mean, no. I Maybe I am have a different feeling about Game Pass, but a lot of people that I talk to like still end up it, like if they really like it, they'll still grab it. So, I mean, I, I think it works for what it is. I think it's great. I, I don't own an Xbox, and I try to get all my stuff on Steam, so I don't really partake. But um, yeah, no, I'm not really like shocked by this. I don't think. I think also Outriders, even through all the bugs and stuff, like generally was well received by yeah. like people. Yeah. So. So I, I my concern is not so much that the big titles are gonna lose sales for like I I expect Outriders to to have a good digital sales ratio. The game was well received. It was generally positive. It's Square Enix. You know, people had there was a lot of hype going into it. Let's let's cast aside like uh, issues with games, right? But if Marvel's Avengers had gone on Xbox uh, Xbox Game Pass, I would have expected their sales to be you know just as huge as they were if cyberpunk again set issues aside like when you have titles like that i expect that that game pass doesn't really dig into sales because like you said hey i'm not just i'll play it on game pass and then i'm gonna buy it next week instead of this week because when it goes off of game pass i still want to own it um what i think is the more detriment is those others like the b the c the d tier Mm -hmm. games the you know the ones made by you know, Tark in his garage and is a very, very good game. And he thinks Game Pass could help him get yeah. some exposure and it will help him get exposure. But in that case, it's probably going to eat into a lot of your sales too, Tark. And that's the deal I signed up for, but it's to get eyes on my, on my tiny little garage game. Is your garage game any good? Like, what are you doing these days with it? No, God, no. I tried to make a rip off of 14, and it's just, it's not working out well at all. <laughs> so I tried bad. to make a one man rip off of 14. He's been programming <laughs> since he was three. He's got another 40 years been, to go. <laughs> I've been trying to get six cities to work, and it's just not working well. I hey, I'm learning why. 3D rendering of stuff. So, I'll oh, maybe help. I can bring you on. Yeah. I got, well, I'm going to make a flower pot for you. But it's gonna take me a while. I need a lot of polygons. Can I, have I, a need, I need each pot to have like a million polygons, please. Right. Okay. But the characters only need eight. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, hey, did, either I have in not, handy. and we already talked about this on stream. Uh, I think last show that I'm not going to be playing this for a while. Uh, but have either of you played slash finished the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII now? Uh no, so my I don't have my PS5 in hand yet. It's like in the mail. So you're so waiting. Okay. I, I yeah, I haven't played it yet. But I but I've already spoiled myself. But I have not played myself yeah. yet. So. Tark, we we know you started it, right? Did you finish it? I totally forgot about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no lie, I totally forgot about. It. Made a big deal. Uh, what was it, a couple show ago? Yeah, you did about downloading it, and I just totally forgot about it. <laughs> Dumbass. All right. Let us know. Just want hey, to. The name's being... Dumas. Yeah, Dumas. <laughs> That's count the money. It's Demone. Um, generally being received very well. Just wanted to get your opinions on it. Uh, also, though, if you're waiting for this one on PC, again, we'll, we'll put some percentages on this. There's been uh, a little bit of a leak. 
both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Alan Wake Remastered might be headed to the PC. But maybe not where you want it. <laughs> yeah. It's on... Uh, rumor is... The leak is that it'll be on Epic Epic's digital storefront. Epic Games. That comes from Epic Data. That's a website dedicated to tracking all of the updates to the Epic Game Store. And they found Alan Wake under the codename Heron Staging while Final Fantasy VII Remake was filed under Pineapple. Uh, but even with those code names, you were able to find the titles in the Custom Attributes Cloud Save folder. So, here's the thing, though. The Alan Wake Remastered entry was apparently made back in 2019, and the Final Fantasy VII Remake entry into the database was made in 2020. They have been updated through this year, though. So, odds on the Epic Game Store snagging Final Fantasy VII Remake, how true do you think this leak is? We all put, like, the Final Fantasy IX TV show at, like, 90 95% true. Where do you go with this one, Tark? Oh, I'm going to let Kronos go first. <laughs> no, I went to you first, <laughs> <Damn> sucker. <it. laughs> Uh my my question is is it going to be this is how you get it on PC exclusive? No, that'll be question uh, number 2. I'm just asking okay. right now your how true do you think this is? 75%? 75? Chronos, where are you going? True. I'm going to go 90. I I'm going 90 to 100 as well. Yeah. yeah. Kingdom mm. Hearts, this happened to Kingdom Hearts too. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so I think this is going to follow suit. And Kingdom Hearts is still, for some reason, Epic Games Store exclusive. I don't know why that's the decision, but money. That's where well, going. And that's where question number two comes in. By the way, if you've never played Alan Wake and you did play Control and you liked Control, you probably should go back and play Alan Wake when it comes out. That's just a Alan side awesome. personal note, by the way. I love Alan Wake. And the I, music in that game is I love killer. Alan Wake and I loved Control. Uh, there are so many Alan Wake nods in Control that you'll go back and play Alan Wake and then go play Control again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so the other question becomes, just like Kingdom Hearts, and, and I'm only interested in the Final Fantasy VII portion. We can let go of Alan Wake now. The Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake portion, is it Epic exclusive, uh, or does it also come to other platforms, a.k.a. Steam? Uh, I'll go first on this one. And then we'll throw it to Kronos and Tark. We'll give you last on this one since okay. I made you go first <laughs> on the other. Kronos, you're in the middle both times. Um, <sighs> there is a part of me that thinks they just might snag this as an exclusive. And if they do, wow, what a coup that will have been. Like to sneak in mm -hmm. with nobody knowing and grab the 7 remake. Uh, the PC version of the 7 remake. Um, I want to say no. I want to say that Square probably wants this on Steam and Epic and basically anybody that wants to sell it, they want to get it out there because it's going to sell a shit ton of units. The problem yep. is I would have thought the same thing with Kingdom Hearts 2, but Epic threw enough money to make Square go, oh, yeah. That's exactly the price we're willing to do this for. <laughs> I'm going to put it on, I think, 
Tark, I'm going to steal your percentage, but for this one, I'm I, I'm going to go a little lower than 75, though. I'm going to go 70% chance that this is an Epic Game Store exclusive at this point on the PC. As much as I don't like that, I have a feeling that Epic is just, it's all out war right now for them with these titles, and they just aren't afraid to lose hundreds of millions of dollars for the next X years to do it. What about you, Kronos? I'm gonna go really hot. I'm gonna say if this is true, like because assuming the ninety percent, right, 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 right. I think there's a ninety-nine percent chance that this is an epic exclusive. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, because like Kingdom Hearts baffles me, right? Like they had to have thrown some absurd amount. I don't know if that ever became public or anything, but the fact that that's not on Steam to me says a lot. And I think with these newer titles now, I think Epic's doing something to get Square's business on that because like literally. I, I now they're gonna give me a reason to open the Epic Game Store again. I don't, I don't really care about that thing. I, I only like to open Steam if I have to. I have stuff on there, but if they do this, like I'll 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 be on there. So I I, I think that's I think it's gonna be exclusive. I really do. Tark, uh, I'm with you, Kronos. Um, if this is on Epic, I'm putting it like 95 to 100 percent somewhere in that range. I'm thinking, especially we've they've documented it with the the war they're having with Apple, that they're just losing a bunch of money. They're trying to get an install base uh, on their game store. They need people to come. This is an absolute win if they have it. And they probably shelled up. They probably backed up a truck to SE yeah. and like, give us F- F7. You can have this truck and everything in it. Yeah. I, and you so, know what? I'm, even though I'm only going 70, I can't, I don't have a valid argument against both of you choosing 99%. Besides, my heart won't let me go to 99%. I want it to be on Steam, too, because I, I having it all in one place, I like that. And, and if it's not going to be there, that makes oh. me a little sad. But I just feel like it's going to be there only. All right, now we kind of start getting into Square having a very weird week yep. as we finish up the show today. Uh, Marvel's Avengers has a new update uh, that has a competition event, a new event in there. Uh, that started, I believe, today or... Yeah, I think it started today. I don't know. Whatever. If you're playing, cool. Enjoy your event. Um, if you were playing on the PS5 a few days ago, there was a little patch, too, that, uh, yeah, fixed some stuff and uh, and then went ahead and gave away your IP address. Oh, I thought doxing was the event. <laughs> That's not not the event. I'm confused. <laughs> Apparently, the patch when I mean, just God, when it rains, it pours, right? Uh, apparently, the patch flashed a series of numbers on your screen while playing that included information about you and your IP address, your actual. IP address floating in a string of text on the screen that, by the way, if you were streaming the game from your PlayStation 5 was clearly visible, you couldn't even mask it really because it didn't show up in the same area on your screen at all times. In some areas, it would be at the bottom. In a different zone, it might be in the upper left corner. It was never in the center covering the action, but it was just kind of floating around. And as this was unfolding, 
watching the Twitter was astounding. Astounding. <laughs> From the Marvel Avengers Twitter. They tweet on the 22nd, this patch has gone live with the Cosmic Cube event that I referenced earlier. A few hours later, a little while later, they tweet out, we're aware of the issue where a floating string of text appears on the screen and we are investigating. Thank you for the reports. That was at 11.40 a.m., my time. Almost an hour later, please refrain from streaming for now if you're experiencing this, is this issue. We will update when the issue has been resolved. Now, all throughout this time, they are not acknowledging what is going on. It's already been reported on by other sites. And on the Twitter account, they are not acknowledging what is going on. They're just saying, hey, there's a floating string. Oh, by the way, an hour later, you might want to stop streaming if you're streaming from <laughs> the, the P PS5. The, the PS5. Finally, I mean, finally, they did come around and decide to tweet out something a little more specific, uh, letting you know exactly what was going on. Uh, patch 1.8B has been published. This was the next day and fixes the issue that was occurring on PS5 where sensitive information was displayed on screen. PS5 players are safe to stream now. Uh, but it wasn't until about 1.30 in the afternoon where they actually acknowledged that it was the IP address. So afters, hours after. I mean, just unreal. Unreal, Kronos. Unreal. Yeah, it baffles me too. It's like someone that works in IT. It, I think you're storing someone's IP address as plain text somewhere. Yep. Um, well, I mean, not, not necessarily, but it would be I, odd for there to be an encrypt and a decrypt on yeah. something that would display in your UI, but that's not... right. Yeah. I wouldn't put I it mean, out of the realm of possibility. It doesn't necessarily mean it's being stored plain text, but it could. Yeah. It could. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not your credit card number, I guess. I think I'd yeah, rather somebody have that. That's round two. That's round two. <laughs> like, I think I'd rather somebody have that, Tark. That means, you know, there's only so much damage you can do with my credit card. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel's Avengers just can't catch a break. It's just... I, just, I, it's not about catching uh, oh one god. though is it it's about how about earn one I mean, oh my god <laughs> and i know that this was a while ago but we really didn't talk about it on the show it was last month square had its financials uh their financial press conference or their uh, financial call and everything and we didn't we didn't put it in the show but just in the interest of updating you on how much of an impact marvel avengers might be to square's line uh, bottom line, it came up on this call uh, where they were talking about write downs as far as, you know, marking things and losses down for their taxes. Write downs are the product of our assessment of the likelihood that we will recoup the accounts costs based on our future earnings projection as the end of each fiscal year. Major spec changes and other events that take place during the development process can also contribute to write downs. While Marvel's Adventures, which we launched in September, did not perform to our initial expectations, we were able to achieve our medium-term earnings, medium earnings target of net sales of three to 400 billion yen, 
an operating income of 40 to 50 billion yen thanks to the expansion of our base of stable recurring income from the MMO and games for smart devices slash PC browser subsegments, aka the other parts of the division helped us make our medium targets in spite of Marvel's Avengers. I will note one more point because of how Marvel's Avengers sold in fiscal year 2021 slash quarter three, you may be wary of the risk associated with our future releases. However, as I mentioned a moment ago, because we manage development efforts and earnings project by project and studio by studio, nothing that happens with any one title impacts the others. It is based on that premise that we will build a pipeline that will enable us to consistently generate net sales of four to 500 billion yen, AKA, don't worry about that one. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, don't worry about that one. We just won't give 14 a bigger budget this, this expansion around and yeah. uh, we'll, nothing, we'll make up for that. Yeah, nothing else is hurting just because that hurt. Uh, everything is fine. The room is on fire, here. but everything is fine. Uh, we're getting a new JRPG mobile game in Japan only right now. Showing a little bit of the trailer down here, Gate of Nightmares. Don't know if it'll ever release West, but uh, I kind of want it to. And even though it's on mobile, I kind of want it to. I want to check it out. The trailer looks pretty sweet, Tark. I like it. I, I want it. Heck yeah. It's got to eventually make its way here, right? I mean, Square is just all about <laughs> mobile presence right now. Not everything from there comes over, unfortunately, still. Yeah, on the mobile that, front, uh, though, I, I think they want to. I think they want to. Uh, we'll see. Looking for beta testers if you're in Japan. Kronos, what do you think? Looks beautiful, I think. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, it's definitely Dragon Quest vibes, right? Which I think it said it's made by like similar people. So Yeah. Uh, I can see why y'all are super into it. I, I hope it makes it over here for written for by uh, Jin Fujisawa, who worked on Dragon Quest eight, nine, and ten. Music is Yashaharu Taka Takanashi, who worked on uh, other animes, Fairy Tale, Log Horizon, Naruto, stuff like that. Looks yeah, I mean, it looks cool for a mobile mobile game. I I just I hate mobile as a platform. Yeah, but... so do I. Uh, how about Neo? I know you're excited about this one, Kronos. They had a little bit yeah. of a mishap too this week. That's all. <laughs> when they accidentally, from the official Square Enix Twitter account, tweeted a little trailer that ended with a demo date. It said, play the new demo now. <laughs> Coming on June 25th. That was taken down now. a little while later. <laughs> that was that tweet was taken down. Uh, however, coming from IGN, there is an update as of today. Uh, after yesterday's leak, Square Enix has confirmed that Neo: The World Ends with You will get a demo on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch uh, starting tomorrow, the twenty-fifth. In the demo, players will experience the first two days of the Reaper's game, introducing players to protagonist Rindo, his friend Fret, and many other stylish and memorable characters. Players will be able to undertake missions, begin their collection of pins, granting various psych, and get a taste of the game's frenetic combat against the mysterious noise, utilizing a variety of flashy combat psych to suit their playstyle. And the demo will allow you to save data to the final version of the game, as long as you buy it on the same platform. 
checking out the demo tomorrow. Uh, did we just give you something to do, Kronos? I'll probably check it out tomorrow for sure. I'm surprised there are going to be a lot of transfer. Um, that's usually not super common. Well, they did that but, with uh, Outriders, though. Yeah. They did oh, that. yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's I forgot cool. about Outriders. But I, I'm thinking like the FF7 remake and other stuff. They've RPGs it. I don't think they've done it with those. But yeah, you're right. They did do it with Outriders. Yeah. So it's uh, cool. I was like just kind of lukewarm about this one. Then I saw the IGN preview uh, by an author who I, I share a lot of the same opinions with. So I'm a little more excited about it. I don't know if I'll check out the demo. I'm going to Mario Golf tomorrow. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> Mario Golf tomorrow? Uh, uh, maybe once so. or twice. Friday, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, 7 p.m. Eastern. Mario Golf right here. Uh, Tark, where are, you, where are you sitting on Neo right now? I didn't know it was coming out for PlayStation, so I'm probably going to download the demo and see what this is all about. Cool. Uh, so yeah. we'll regroup with you three months after the game comes out to see how you enjoyed the demo. <laughs> To see uh, if I actually maybe by it. then you'll have finished the Yuffie <laughs> DLC too. Oh yes, that too. Okay, I'm, you know I'm to write this down. <laughs> yeah. Tark's not playing Mario Golf tomorrow. No, he's got I'm not he's playing got, Mario Golf. I got things to do. He's got homework. Uh, not a lot of news on this one, but I did want to call your attention to it. Forspoken is working with AMD on a partnership uh, for their, you know, the graphics uh, quality stuff and. Their AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology and what it can do for open world titles. Not a lot of news here, but if you missed the trailer, I mean, go check it out because there are just a few snippets of Forspoken gameplay. Uh, walking around the open world does look beautiful. Does look beautiful. Mm -hmm. look, at, good, yeah. look, look at that, like, uh, kind of crouching tiger hidden dragon moves I, throughout the trailer. I feel like I watched yeah, I watched the trailer for like I think it's like a three minute trailer. The two minutes it just shows the same clip of her like launching off the tree and yeah. just like okay. I didn't care. <laughs> no, I have it a looks question, cool. Though. It looks cool though. So so we talked about uh Elden Ring coming out same month yeah. and we thought that maybe this gets pushed back. What's our percentage rate, you think, that this actually gets pushed back? Especially with them needing to, uh, I don't think it gets pushed back. I think, I, I, I think in that conversation, it was which of the two is more likely to get pushed back if one of them did. Yeah. Uh, I personally, I don't think either gets pushed back. Uh, I, I think, I, I think it is going to get pushed back. You think Forspoken is going to be delayed? I'd probably give it a pretty high percentage, like probably like in the 70, 75 range. I, I think they're going to try to avoid, and I don't, I just, I just feel like we would have seen something. That's, that's my really, that biggest thing is like they showed nothing yeah. at E3. So it's like, I can't, I don't know if I have any confidence that it's going to release in January. Maybe I'll, they do, though. I'll put it at a coin toss, 50-50. Yeah. I'll put it at a coin toss, Tark. What about you? I'm leaning at 75-80%. It gets pushed back four to six months. Damn. Hey, the Nier series has now sold over 7 million copies. That's uh, awesome. That is fantastic. We'll definitely be getting a new Nier game. Oh, by the way, uh, he's supposed to be at... Um, uh, the live letter, isn't he? Oh, is he? Or oh, or the or the fourteen hour stream? I don't remember which. Oh uh, yeah, he might be. Yeah, probably the fourteen hour. I'd imagine. Yeah. But, so uh, who knows? We might hear something yeah. there. Uh, uh, let's slide over and do love it or leave it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment of the show right at the end where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game. Could be a feature in a game. A press release. A conference like E3. 
uh, or anything else Square Enix related. And you tell me if you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Just cast it aside. And of course, those of you keeping score at home, let us know in the comments below on readycheckradio.com or over on our YouTube channel underneath this video. Let us know if you love it or you'll leave it and why. And if you got questions for the panel that you want to ask us, hey, just throw them down there. I'll bring them to the show. Why not? We've been talking about remasters, a lot of them, whether they be pixel remasters for mobile devices, whether they be Legend of Mana remasters, and that trend is going to continue. So I brought what I think is a little bit of a controversial one because the game itself yeah. has so much love that I don't know how many that honestly love it would want to run the risk of having this one remastered. So I pose it to you, gentlemen. How about a Xenogears remaster? Tarkov, love the idea? Or you know what? Those memories are too valuable. Leave it. I love the idea, but this game has... Uh, a love it slash confuse Tark to what the hell the whole second disc is. Because I know that Tetsuya Takahashi had to rush out the final product. He, he couldn't finish what he started. So while I would love to see it remastered, I feel it needs the love of the second half of the game to justify that. So I'm going to leave it I have the game. I'll play it whenever I want. But unless they were to bring Tetsuya back, I, I just don't see how they do that. So I'm going to leave it. Love the idea, but I'm going to leave it. I'm pretty sure what you put in was the Brave Fencer Musashi demo disc. You didn't actually put in disc two of the game. You put in uh, Brave Fencer Musashi. Kronos. No. Tarkos, Tarkov uh, yeah. goes, leave it. Love it or leave it? I'm going to love it. Um, Discord is hating series... you right now for some reason. It, uh, am I like robotic? Yeah. Yeah, you're robotic. Oh, uh, crap. I'll go, I'll go I'll and give then. you a chance uh, to catch up ahead, here real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I will. <laughs> exactly. Right. I, I, I told you I'm the one that typed the show notes and I was like, I still don't know how I'm going to answer this. <sighs> I got to go with love it. I just have to give it a shot. Like I have the, the game was tremendous. I've, yeah. I still have played the PlayStation one discs as recently as within the last two years. Uh, I would love to see it, and not Square related, but sticking with Zeno, right? I would uh, like to see Zeno Saga uh, remade uh, as well, but that's a different story. That's not Square. Zeno yeah. Gears, I gotta go with Love it. it. It's too, it's too special that I would not want to, you know, I wouldn't want to miss out on a chance to see that remastered. Uh, but I am also kind of getting sick of the whole remastered cycle at this point. Like there are a reason those games have the value they do to me. And if I'm just going to play them in 4k at, you know, my, my, uh, my early forties here, well, I guess 40, is that early forties? Like, does it count? I don't know. Like, do I have to be 41 to be in my early forties? I don't know. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. But I'm not in my late thirties now either. So no. yeah, that's weird. You're just 40. Anyway, you're just old. Am, am I just going to play it in 16K in my 60s? Like, and then <laughs> 50K in my 80s, God willing? Oh. You know, I pixels. don't. 
I don't know, but absolutely, I think I got to go with love it. Kronos, Discord has yeah, caught up. You are good. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with love it as well. Uh, I like this. I like the game. Xeno Saga, not as much, but uh, I love Xeno Gears, so I would definitely play it. I am a little bit tired of the remasters, like you said too. It's getting a little bit too much to an extent. I'd say the only the only thing that they could make that would like really like harm my opinion of something is like I don't think like a game like Chrono Trigger deserves to be remade. Like that one, I'd probably leave. But for this one, absolutely, a lot of PS One era like era stuff. I think kind of deserves a little bit of a a remaster. Vagrant Story, put Vagrant Story remake, and I'm all for that. Yeah, I love Vagrant Story. <laughs> Ridiculous PlayStation One hair. Uh, <laughs> it was just tremendous. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Of course, we'll be back next week with a whole bunch of new information and maybe a new host since now I know that Chronos uh, doesn't like Xenosaga. Um, I didn't say I didn't like it. Uh-huh. I said I didn't like it as no, much as it's Zeno too late. It's too late. Like, you can't... Bonds... Trust has been broken. And once broken, Chronos. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play Guilty Gear for, the, uh, for control of the show. There you go. <laughs> There you go. For control of the show. Wow. That seems like it absolutely will work in my favor. <laughs> Parasite Eve remake sold. Yeah, we already talked yeah. about that one when we talked about E3. That absolutely needs to be remade. Chat, yeah. don't go anywhere right after the show today. We'll be going live with Miss Faye Death. How are you, Faye? Oh, hey. The stash is back. The stash <laughs> is back. You know what that means? Back to Outer Worlds goodness. You trying to get that done before Outer Worlds 2 comes out because yes, you got I, your ass surprised at E3 with that announcement. I did. I really <laughs> did. It was like, oh, I had no idea this was a thing that I could look forward to. Excellent. It was one of those, like, it would be really cool to see, but I don't know. Like, eh, it doesn't seem like it would happen. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm very pleased, and we absolutely have to make it through. You got to. You got to. You, know, you know we're doing that. Here. I finished the game. Yeah. I did not play the DLC though. So if you jump into the DLC, you need to let me know. Um, we'll do. Because I haven't played that yet. We're so maybe we can team up for that stuff. Totally down. That's why tonight we got to buckle down, chew through some content. Stay tuned, chat. Faye will be live in just a few minutes after the show here, and you can hang out bring your mustache they are required we will of course be back next thursday with another relic grind of course you can hit us up on tuesday or saturday at 7 p.m for our other two podcasts snowbound the blizzard podcast or gaming gumbo the general gaming podcast as well and tell your friends come on over give us all those follows until then chronos where can everybody find you uh yeah same as always uh twitter a little bit less final fantasy 14 stuff on there but if you want to play some guilty gear learn that stuff i've been posting a lot of stuff for that and i've been streaming it a little bit as well as like advanced wars trying to make it through those games so yeah awesome tarkov you can find me on twitter at tarkov gaming on twitch at tarkov gaming where i'm gonna be playing the neo demo and uh final fantasy 7 remakes Yuffie DLC. I I'll promise. believe it when I <laughs> see it. <laughs> I'm Mike Vern. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio so you get tweets every time we go live with a podcast or one of our lovely volunteer streamers who I love very much is hanging out, ready for you to come chill and do some gaming. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. <laughs> <laughs>